Are you tired of people always telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. Are you ready to actually do something about it? Hi, I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the past 30 plus years, I've been blessed to speak and to impact thousands of people around the world. I've shared the stage with the world's top thought leaders, including Barbara Walters, Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, and Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm also a personal development, lifestyle, and business coach, event producer, and entrepreneur with businesses in over 25 countries. I'm a wife and a proud mama to three and a bonus mom to one. Trust me when I tell you, it took me many years of buying into my old story of I'm not enough and lots of grit to finally let go of the BS. So I understand firsthand what it means and what it took. They don't call it the school of hard knocks for nothing. This podcast is my way of breaking down the BS filters of what we say, what we do, and how we interact with others. I will be sharing what worked for me, yet more importantly, what didn't work for me. This is a no fluff podcast where we will address real life issues, real issues that seem to surface when you least expect it, relationship conflict and breakdowns, and real solutions. I will share from my life experiences and those of other everyday heroes, as well as the world's top experts are all here to help you grow through the process of letting go and finally expressing your true voice, who you are and what you stand for. In a world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, it's hard to know what is real. And are you taking in so much information, but not applying what you've learned? In my life, I always look to the people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to get honest and forthcoming with me to help me grow through these challenges. Trust me, I've had them all, and I'm going to take the time to be as real as possible and get to solutions. I've had financial issues, parenting issues, marriage issues, emotional issues. You know, the list goes on. I've learned from my challenges. I've grown from them and continue to learn from them. I see them now as opportunities. With this podcast, we're going to tune up our lives. I'll be your cup of espresso to get you through whatever you're going through in your life that's holding you back, to give you that confidence and trust of knowing someone is there to help and guide you, yet you have to do the work. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. Hi everyone, Lauren LaHoff here. I am so excited you have joined us for the Lauren LaHoff podcast. If you, if this is your first time, welcome. We've been on a little hiatus because we have been working hard redoing the website. We've been sending out emails to our mailing list, finding out what do you really want because of this mandatory pause in the world. There have been a lot of shifts, obviously, and. Uh, and your needs are different. So we don't want to just kind of go back to the way things were. We know that it's always about how can we pivot and become even better. And we couldn't start this new podcast series with a better person than Barbara Yolis. And you're going to love her. She is a branding and marketing expert. She's had over 30 years in the advertising world. And yes, she's, you're, you're going to hear from her and she's going to tell you a little bit that things haven't changed in a long time, but she is one of the top, her firm is one of the top um, advertising agencies in the world. Wait till you see what they have created. It's unbelievable. And I know many of you that are on are starting off and you can't 
hire a big agency like hers right now, but you will be able to, we all will be able to. Uh, but she really talks about creating your brand and why it's so important. And also really about how to create your brand from the inside out. So I'm excited for you to hear from her and uh, wait, please go out there and check out her company, Ludwig Plus. You're going to love Ludwig Plus and all the beautiful branding and logo that they've done for huge corporations around the world. So enjoy the podcast. Well, welcome everybody. I am so excited. A woman after my own heart to talk about really the importance of your brand, especially right now. Um, after the mandatory pause, I call it, in the world and uh, how things have shifted and why it's so important to pivot um, in the world. So welcome, Barbara Yoles. I am super excited. You guys heard a lot about her in advance. This woman is a woman on a mission, um, but really on a mission to help people understand that now the world needs us now more than ever. I mean, wouldn't you agree as well and as for companies really to step up? So could you share a little bit about why do companies need to pay attention to their brand message in 2022 and beyond? Absolutely. So I, I think, you know, what, what the, the great hiatus um, caused was a lot, of, a lot of consumers, people looking to companies and brands um, to stand for something, for, for them to buy into something. And um, when you look at a lot of data out there, um, I think there was a trust study done recently where um, consumers look at brands and companies to um, represent them and represent what they believe in more than they do uh, the government, you know? And so now is a really great time to reflect on who, who you are as a company. Um, why should somebody want to work for you, right? Recruitment is at um, a, a crazy pace right now because the great resignation and lots of different opportunities. So people want to buy into who they're working for and they also want to buy into who they do business with. And so it's really, really important to look within and say, well, what is it about our company? What do we stand for? And what are those shared beliefs um, that we have with our audiences that we do business with or we work with that people want to participate in what we're all about? So I think, I think that's what COVID did, you know, yeah. um, in a very big way. It's almost like everybody looked at their values again as like what really does matter, like when I'm dealing with people. I'm a very loyal person, when, especially when it aligns with my values, right? And when, when it, so, you know, you, are, you have been known for architecting brand and business solutions. Um, how did you, how did that happen? I mean, I love that. I, what, what happened for you to be the lady that everybody knows about? <laughs> Well, you know, I spent many years in working in the advertising world, um, and then I, I jumped over to the corporate world. And I think one of the things I learned through the years is there's a lot of products that are really commodities, right? Um, whether it's um, a mortgage or it's, you know, granted, some people will deliver it differently, or it's the hamburger, right? Um, everybody's competing, or it's radiology. We have a client that we've done business with that, you know, an image is an image, right? It's, it's, it's how you deliver it. And so in highly commoditized categories, it, you really, really, the stakes are much higher to stand for a set of core values. 
Um, what are what are your people like? What is your how do you deliver your service? Um, and so that's that's where I think I gained a lot of experience having worked in these highly commoditized businesses and learning how to how do you separate out from the pack? How do you get people to want to be a part of who you are, what you're selling, um, and what you're championing as the cause? You know, it's so funny. It makes me think of uh, an amazing person I met about, I'm trying to think how many years ago, I think it was about 14 years ago. And as I share with you, I worked with Tony Robbins for the past 32 years. And I was teaching a program called Life Mastery and moved, I took my family to Fiji and we lived at Fiji for two and a half years. And then I came back and taught the program here in the US. And there was a guy here and he started a, uh, with his brother, he started a coffee company and mm -hmm. He brought all of his management team, all of them. He said, if we're going to really build a culture, um, mm -hmm. a culture that people trust, we're going to bring everybody to the event. And I think there were 15 people that he brought to go through all of Tony's programs so that everybody would be on the same page. And they initially started out where they franchised the company and then they ended up coming, you know, coming back where it's all corporate again. Um, and it was funny because I was watching under, have you ever like been listening, you turn on the TV noise, just have that, that background noise, but you're not right. really watching the TV. So I was watching under, I was listening to Undercover Boss and I'm like, gosh, that, that sounds so familiar, that voice. And it turned out it was that guy. Um, and oh, wow. it, they, the company is called Dutch Brothers Coffee. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dutch Brothers yet. But it was their values, exactly what you talked about of what they did. They would talked about family. They talked about, you know, that I think a lot of companies, I'm sure that you, I'm sure now, especially like that you have to work there before you can even, you know, um, own a franchise or own one of their divisions right. with regards to it. Cause you're really like, right, like it's that real buy-in, like buying into the culture, right? And I think that, you know, that leads me to talking about your own um, touch about, touch on a little bit about your unique selling proposition, if you would, or, right. you know, you know, all of those things that really make you different. Can you talk a little bit about that for your growth as well for as a business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you, whether it's your unique selling proposition or, you know, we'll say it's your North Star as a brand, right? Um, what is it that you're really selling? And we actually will start at what are your core values? Um, who are your people? Um, what are your systems? How do you work operationally? So it's not always about, um, the product itself. Of course, we look at the product, right? But it's how do you deliver the product? Um, what is the passion points for the brand? And how do you really distinguish yourself when there's so much coming at you right now, right? And, um, and so you really, really kind of have to dial into um, a way to communicate that people can um, feel this connection to what how this improves their best life potential, right? And I think that's where brands often are very focused on, well, what are we selling? And maybe it's more really about how, do, how does this brand and this consumer or this B2B partner, whatever your audience is, um, come together and have your, your kind of highest level of potential, right? What's your brand actualization, if you will? And so that's where we look as we, you know, we look inside of a company um, and try to understand what is on the core of that brand and that business 
And then we use that as a transformational moment between the, the business, the product, and the customer. So do you think the, bi the big mistake that people make lots of times is they like get so focused on the product versus versus really going in there and going, what is it? What is the emotion that people even need to feel? Do you think that that's a challenge for people? I, I think I think a lot of times everybody looks at brands and businesses from the outside in. And I think mm -hmm. what we do is we look at them from the inside out. Okay. Who are we? What are we about? And how does that match up to the quality of life that your audience wants? And where's that connection point? Where's that sweet spot? And that's where there's real magic. Because what it does, Lauren, is it aligns your people and your customers all against that same North Star. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm taking notes as we're talking because I love that. So, I, and you know, it's funny because I think that when, when I think about just products that I, even I buy, yeah. <laughs> right? Like even products that I buy and what products that I don't buy anymore when they changed a little bit, when they changed their strategies. Do you have any stories about that of, uh, of companies that maybe they, they changed it and how they lost maybe raving fan customers that they originally did have? Do you have any people well, that mean, came to you? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, look, every day we all buy products that um, should bring some level of value to our life, right? Um, I, if I want to buy a cell phone, I don't really need, I don't need an iPhone, right? Um, but I'm buying into what Apple is sell selling, right? They're selling right. tools for the creative mind. Um, if you looked at the Super Bowl last weekend, the Google Pixel commercial right, was right. brilliant, right? The entire commercial was about looking up close to um, diversity of um, images, right? They were selling the camera, not even the phone, right? right? So I bought into what they were selling. And I think when brands lose sight of that, yeah, they absolutely lose customers. Yeah, it's funny. I was going to ask you what your favorite Super Bowl commercial was. Um, oh, <laughs> that well, was actually on my list. Of let's see. Um, Rocket Mortgage won the number one. So I thought I'd change my name to Barbie. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was um, great. I actually thought that I thought the Uber Eats commercial was really I thought great. that was very I thought that 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 probably was probably one of my favorite. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. I mean, it was just, you know, it was such a great way to just to um, demonstrate the role that they can play in the lives and that they're more than just delivering food. Um, I thought they did a fantastic job. So yeah, I bet it's fun for you to to watch all that and just. Oh yeah, oh it's right? it's a whole event at my house, and um, <laughs> and also married to somebody who has had some number one Super Bowl commercials. So it's a it's an entire thing in our home is to figure out you know what's the number one spot and what do we like and not like. So well, I'm sorry, my Georgia boy had to leave Michigan, had to leave Michigan and go to the Rams, but you, I'm sure you were proud of yeah, but Matt we were Stafford. That, you were still. Right? Yeah, Stafford, have, they brought it home. We, we brought it home and it was a beautiful game, right? Like I think that, and, and, and even again, like I thought that the, even what the, the NFL did a good job too, right? With their commercial and anchoring you in to watch, want to watch the NFL even more. People that aren't maybe NFL fans, like, but they brought right. the emotion. They brought the, the, they like, 
they hooked you pretty good. Like, it's like, okay, maybe I'm a, normally a basketball fan, but I'm going to get you hooked up smart, you know, so it's always smart of them, I believe, to run those uh, commercials. So let's talk a little Coinbase. bit. Coinbase was amazing. Oh my God, Coinbase was amazing. Thank goodness I got my Coinbase account <laughs> with regards to everything. But I think it gets people, you know, I think that people have to understand that advertising also is a great way for you to think if you're on track with the things that are that are you are you in the past or are you current with what is needed in your life you know i mean i think uh, i remember when facebook first started out and i was doing these breakout sessions for a company i'm like you guys 250,000 people on facebook you might want to get on and then i remember doing a breakout session again in the next year and it was like 500,000 people you might want to get on the next year it was like a million people i'm like okay two billion people you right. might want to get on now. So let's talk a little bit to you and your, um, the genius of your company and how did you, how did you start and how did you become CEO of uh, Ludwig? Well, well, well I, I'm the founder. So I uh, founded the company two and a half years ago. Um, we're proudly one of 0.1% woman-owned agencies on the planet, which is kind of shocking. Um, but really, we set out to create a different um, value proposition to our clients because after spending many, many years in the agency world and spending many years on the corporate side of the world, I saw a gap. Um, mm -hmm. There's brilliant, brilliant talent in the, in the agent, advertising agency world, and they attract some of the most creative people I've ever worked with. And then being on the corporate side, it's a whole different game, right? It's about how do you run a business? It's, you know, I was, I was the uh, CMO and CSO of, of $2 billion mortgage companies. And, you know, it's not just about the ad, it's about making sure that my loan officers have leads in the queue, right? And if they don't, they're not going to make their commission. And if they don't make their commission, they're not going to feed their family. So right. a whole other set of um, business needs that a marketer has to contemplate. And when you're solely looking at it as a typical ad agency, you don't necessarily have the appreciation for what else goes into taking a brand to market. Um, and so once you develop, we talked about, you know, what's the USP? Well, you create this big North star that's to align your people to what your mission and vision is as a company. Then how do you deliver it? How do you feel it when somebody calls into your call center to make a payment? Are they going to experience what your brand is about? Um, how's it going to feel when you communicate with them in an email? Or how does it feel when you uh, recruit somebody to work for you? So that's really was the impetus of creating Ludwig Plus was about how do we bring the best of these two worlds together? and build brands and businesses from the inside out. I love, I'm, I'm here smiling. You can see me smiling for a lot of reasons is my now director of operations for my company. She worked at the, one of the big hotels on the strip. And here I am a small, you know, small business. And so when she came in, she came in with this kind of corporate and doing events and, you know, huge companies paying for food and beverage budgets. You know, I'm like, Danica, uh-uh, 
you got to look at it now from my side and what it looks like and how we have to save money where we can here, what we can trade for this, what we can trade for that. So we just put on a huge event um, in January where we translated in six languages and, you know, I rented a big studio and, you know, all of these different things. But now I'm like, now I feel like she really gets it because, and so it made me think about what you were just talking about, why you started your company. Now I feel like I'm really ready to launch even bigger because she understands both sides of it. Right. right. And same thing for, you know, I was, uh, I was talking once again to, to Tony, I'm like, man, now I get it. Right. Like now I've, I've rented the venue for $250,000, you know, for a venue and had to fill the seats. And now I know what it's good to do the marketing, to do the, this and to do the, that. And then when I, but when I was working as in the production department, I only had that right. part. Right. So I, I totally 100%. love it. 100%. And like, <laughs> now you see why I was smiling when you were talking with regards to it. And I love that. So can you talk a little bit, I love the, uh, talking about unearthing of a brand's soul and what that yeah. means. Well, you know, we, you know, I talked to you earlier about a lot of, a lot of marketers will look at what's going on in the outside world. What are their, what's their competition doing? And, and those are important, right? Don't get me wrong. You have to understand what's going on in the world at large. But if you truly want to figure out what your valuable is, right? What is it that's greater than this product at this price is a good value? What is that belief system? Um, you have to start looking inside the company. And so what we do is we'll look at everything from the data on the company, the products, the services. We'll look at um, how do you architect your organizational structure? What's the mission? What's the vision of the company? What's the core values? What is the true DNA of the company? And a great example, um, I, you know, we worked with a, a company called TMS and they were selling mortgages. Um, mortgages don't sound very sexy, you know, but when you got inside the company, you realized that they had this incredible passion around um, dialing up the joy of home ownership and the experience of owning a home. Um, and there's this um, desire to um, create these wonderful moments of happiness. Um, and it was in their DNA. It was in the core values of the company. And so their whole mission became around this kind of call to action, internally, externally, grow happiness. And so grow happiness became this behavior. And that was really unearthing something that was woven into the, the culture of the company that became a real separator for the brand. And what was super cool about it, Lauren, was when it really became behavioral, right? When it was um, in every aspect of the way they spoke, their narrative, the way they answered the phone, the way we communicated, um, even when there was a difficult situation, maybe a customer had a hardship and couldn't make their mortgage payment, they actually gave the company the highest customer satisfaction scores. Wow. Because they did it with care and happiness, right? So I think that's really what we search for is what is that, you know, something that maybe you take for granted in your company, but is what truly separates you out. And that's what unearthing the soul of a brand and business is about. And when you do that, brands who have ideals at the center of what they do and a purpose, they outperform the market by 400%. Wow. So it's not that's just about 
you know, ideals and culture and, you know, kind of the fluffy part of the message. It's about driving significant business. And, and that's really where, where the rubber meets the road, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's that extra, it's that extra 2%, you know, it's that extra percent to find out like, what is it really that moves people to take action? Right. And what, and do we really care about our customers? Right. Like people don't think about, um, you know, how much it takes to get a customer. Right. And then, but what does it take to keep that customer and to keep, keep them the happy? Right. It, <laughs> to really and, and, and keep them happy. It, it's so interesting. I did, um, when I heard we were going to be talking about advertising, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. Cause I, as I told you, I was, uh, went to the University of Georgia. It was a journalism major and did advertising as a minor. And when I moved to California, I was going to go work for an advertising agency. So this leads to this next question. And yeah. um, I, my name, if, I don't know if you noticed, was spell, is spelled L O R E N. And mm -hmm. I was back then, remember, you sent a paper resume to people. So they didn't have a picture. It just said Lauren. And then my last name is Chandler. And so um, there was this advertising agency that was looking for someone. And I would work at the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club. I worked for Rosignell Sports. I had all these like sports things and, you know, work for the football department at the University of Georgia. So, so it shows strong, strong. So you would assume that I was a male. Oh, and I funny. drove up to LA uh -huh. and I went to go interview for this job. And they literally looked at me. And once again, this was at 19... 88 maybe 1988 89 and they looked at me and they said oh we thought you were a guy and so my mom said to me don't say anything because then you'll never have a job in advertising ever again it's very interesting i'm curious about that you say this because you know, I'd love your thoughts. You were talking before about that, you know, only 0.1% of creative ad advertising agencies founded by women and, and really love to know a little bit more. I mean, that was my experience. I'm just giving you a personal experience. That, that, right. And then it, it actually pushed me to not go into that, to not go into that world. You know, even though I thought that it was something that I, it, that it pushed me to go, okay, well, maybe I'm, maybe this, I'm not made for this. Maybe this isn't, where I'm supposed to be. Um, and like we were talking about that you're in your office, we, we have my, all my manifestations were behind me and you said, oh my God, that's my whole office. You know, going to the I know, our whole office looks like, like your big wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, but why the advertising world needs more female founders? Can you, can you touch on that? Well, I think, I think there's a few things. I think first off, um, when you think about the practicalities of just, purchases. Women are a major, major influence on most purchases that occur in the world, right? So it only makes sense that there's women leaders in the advertising world who are making massive impact on what is being produced in the advertising world. Um, I think that, you know, the, the reality is that, um, you know, the, the, the notion of mad men um, you know, which I actually worked at both the agencies featured in that, not them, wow. right? I'm, right, right. But, yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> um, not. Yeah. 
Right, but the whole culture and the ethos of what the advertising community has changed, right? And, and when you look at the numbers of women in the workforce right now, just in the last couple of years, those numbers are exponential. The number of women getting educated is exponential. Um, so I, you know, look, I think um, the, the industry is changing. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I think women, um, women bring an interesting perspective because they probably have a great story about how they got where they are, right? Because it wasn't so easy for women to get to that level or to be able to own their own thing or rise to the highest levels of their company. And so I think it's, you know, it's, it's on us to make sure that we pave the way for them to um, write new stories and bring that dimension to something that is so important and has impact on culture because brands drive cultural behaviors yeah. and women should be at the front line of that. And, and so I, I'm excited to be able to um, help other young women learn the way into that role. Oh, I love that. And is there anything you feel that, you know, I have a question, what got you to the point of like, that's it, like to a resolve, like I'm starting this, I'm starting this business, I'm not going to listen to any noise that's around me of why I shouldn't start this business. Um, was there something that was like a point where you just said, that's it, I'm doing this? Yeah, you know, it's funny, there was, there's always a defining moment, right, when something happens. Always. This particular instance, I was I was inside of a mortgage company leading their strategy in multiple departments, and I was faced with uh, having to downsize our department and uh, various departments in the company. And, and I went to the owners of the company and I said, these people are way too talented. Let's try to come up with a new concept. And that ultimately led to a spinoff that we became an agency. Um, so I, you know, I saw this vision of bringing the best of the corporate world to the best of the agency world. And that's where, you know, the magic happened. But yeah, there was for sure a defining moment and it's centered around people, right? And, um, and bringing these diverse minds together um, to go do some greatness together. So, yeah. well, I love that. I love that. And I have a final question to ask you because I ask everybody this question. And uh, I, you are awesome. I can't wait to meet you in person. You, I really, I, I love what you did. I love, too. I know you got to come visit, but I, 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 I love what you stand for. I love your heart. I love your conviction of, and, and that your desire to help younger women. Me, me too. I mean, I think that I, I have a younger daughter, my daughter's 14 and she is ready to step into her greatness, but she needs, uh, you know, she needs women to, out there to say, okay, I will teach you. And I think that that's our responsibility. I mean, we keep hearing about that the bullying and harassment in the marketplace is women to women. And we, the only way it's going to change is if we change it, right? And uh, I love that you're that 0.1%. I'm, I'm ready to be a 0.1%, you know, be, a, be that 0.1% that really makes the change that you're making out there in the world. So here's the question is what's something that you do every single day to stay true to yourself? that no one can talk you out of it, that it's a non-negotiable that you, that you do? Oh, well, there's a few things. <laughs> okay, awesome, I love it. Yeah, so, well, I, I think it's really important to have time to decompress. I think everybody needs to have some space and everybody does that in different ways. Um, 
I'm, I'm a big bath person. So for me, it's a hot bath. <laughs> um, I also think exercise is really, really important. You have to do that every single day, especially when you're, you know, working in intense role, you need to have time to think, um, let your endorphins go, you know, just kind of be free and be outside. I like to run. Um, so if it's not minus 10 outside here in Detroit, <laughs> Um, today is actually 50 degrees, so we're lucky and it's, it's not going to last long, but um, I like to be outside, you know, and try to find a few moments outside because it just feels like freedom and I can release. So I, to me, that's really important. Um, and then have a, have a purpose every day, have something that's your mission and feel that by the end of the day, you can feel a sense of accomplishment. And um, you know, I, 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 those to me are really important. And then the last thing I would say is as a leader of a company, I try to make time. Um, I don't get to do it every day. If I could do it every day, I would to do one-on-ones with everybody in my company. Um, they deserve the time with me and I can't make our company better if I don't hear from them about what they need and how I can remove barriers for them every day. And that makes me better. It makes our company better and it makes them better. And so that I think is a business philosophy that I think everybody should adopt. Oh, I love that. That's a mic drop right there. So I'm just going to kind of leave it like that. And I too, I'm a bath girl. So um, I love that, but I love everything that you said. So it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Lauren, it's and it's great, uh, great spending time with you. I can't wait you to meet you. Well. You too. Have a great right. one. Bye. Thanks, you too. How awesome was today? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends to join as well. I'm here for you with fabulous content, great guests, and lots of giveaways. To learn more of how I have taken what I've learned, applied it to my life, helped others find their true voice, text TRUE to 26786, which will give you my top tune-ups and a complimentary 15-minute discovery call with one of our coaches. And remember, keep in touch with me on Instagram at I am Lauren Lahav, Facebook, Lauren Lahav Official, Clubhouse, Lauren Lahav. Make sure you text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. Text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. And remember to always stay true to the amazing person you are.